Welcome to Brainwash. This is the first episode, aside from the intro, which is on YouTube, Apple Podcast, and Spotify right now if you want to listen to it. That will, that will go a little bit deeper into what this is all about. And it is basically, you know, about mental health, about bodily health, about emotional health, about um, life and living and community and sharing and all the good stuff, really. But brainwash specifically because um, I had the thought of like, wouldn't it be great if you could take your brain and, you know, wash it out, put it in, put it in the spin cycle and start fresh? And that'd be a great thing to do in the same way of like showering, you know, after, you know, a run and getting rid of, you know, the toxins that you sweat out and, you know, coming back clean and fresh and refreshed. So that was the idea behind calling it brainwash. And I don't know, maybe that's subject to change. Maybe that's too, maybe that's too narrow. Maybe it needs to be broader. I also thought about calling it channel nine, just because I, I kind of like the, the visual of what that might be like, like, like a European, um, like, a, like the oval with CH nine in it, black and white, like very graphic. I kind of like that too. So I don't know, maybe it'll change. Maybe it's subject to change. I don't know. 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 But, um, this episode, cause I have so many ideas that I wanted to talk about and maybe it doesn't make sense to have the second episode about choosing a bottle of wine, and it is, as I'm recording this, early in dry January. But, you know, I guess for me, I, you know, I have coffee every morning, I drink water all day, and then usually in the evening, no matter how late it is, I will have a glass of wine. Or, you know, if there's something social going on, I might have a cocktail. But even so, I will come home and, you know, pour a glass of wine. And it's more about the process of relaxing. Sometimes I don't even drink it you know, or I'll have a sip and I'll fall asleep. Um, and then then in the morning I'll pour it back in the bottle because it's just me. It's okay. It's okay to do that. Um, and it's had time to breathe. Yes. So I guess I like that. And, and I think that it is, you know, good for you, good for your heart, your mind, your body, your spirit. Um, wine and well, and alcohol too. I mean, in moderation, it's, it's, it's one of the, the pleasures of life. And, and there are so, many but yeah finding a nice bottle of wine um the problem with me though is like that first that first sip you know is so good if you got a, a bottle you like and then i feel like you don't really enjoy it after that you know and especially if you start getting a little tipsy then you just want me talking about me then you just want you know another glass or i don't know sometimes maybe you finish the bottle maybe that's not maybe that's not such a good thing so i guess for me i should say um i like all kinds of coffee I like all kinds of hamburgers. I like all kinds of pizza. I could eat all of the above every day and not get sick. And, I mean, sick of them. And there's so many different kinds. That's what I'm saying. And I'm using coffee as an example because I enjoy street coffee that, you know, is basically just like hot, dark water with some cream and sugar in it, whatever. Um, I like it black. Um, I like a fancy cup. I like, you know, hot frothed milk. I like a macchiato. I like all kinds of it. And so I do not, you know put my nose up at any of it, to any of it, and, um, it's the same with wine, so I like, you know, a fine bottle, I, I think, though, with wine, it is more, um, 
of a guessing game because, you know, if there's a coffee you like, you keep getting the same coffee, you know? And if there's a bottle of wine, you can keep getting the bottle of wine. But I think generally, you know, you go into a wine store, I mean, there's no way of knowing. And so how I do it, which I learned from uh, Martha Stewart, I was going to say I learned from her, but she said this, and I've always thought this, and I have always told other people, be like, Martha Stewart says, when, when choosing a bottle of wine, you can judge a book by its cover. And I think that's really, really true, because a lot of, especially in wine, a lot of your enjoyment of the wine is perception. And so if you go into a wine store not knowing anything about any of the bottles, and you find an aesthetic that you respond to, then you're probably also going to respond to the wine because um the same with you know like friends you're attracted to certain people or you know like a book a book cover there are things you know like i probably would not respond to like a flashy label you know or with like foil writing i guess it depends what it is i, I guess i really like um you know a classic simple maybe even like old world you know aesthetic for or, or just something really simple like if, if it's modern you know the simplicity of the label and um, and I say that about perception because all you have really to go on when you're going into the wine store is the price. Like you probably have an idea of what you want to spend. I tend, you know, to buy a cheap bottle of wine, um, because I really don't think it makes that much difference. Um, now there are like, you know, like two buck Chuck there used to be, um, a Trader Joe's wine store on 14th street and it closed a while ago, but they did have, um, they did have really cheap bottles. The two, two buck chuck, I think ended up before they closed, like maybe being three forty nine or something. And the thing is, I didn't hate that. And I know some other people would be like, oh, it's acidic or whatever. But, um, that's what I'm saying. Like I like all kinds and I could find within that, you know, like sometimes it'd be like, oh, maybe, you know, the Cabernet they'd have, um, you know, and I think it's always a blend. It always had the same alcohol level. Um, and I tend to like a higher alcohol level because I, I think it's the same thing for me anyway. It's like MSG. It just like gives it that little extra, you know, punch, you know, and, and even, even with, um, I don't know if you've ever had, uh, like Heineken non-alcoholic beer. It, it tastes horrible. And I think it's the same, it's probably the same flavor, but it's the alcohol that gives it the punch that I enjoy. And I have been, you know, drinking wine, and I guess other things too, but wine specifically, since I was probably eight, um, you know, with European parents, you know, I would have, or we would all have, you know, just like what they would, you know, my dad would say two fingers, you know, glass of wine with dinner, and that would be it. That's all they would drink. Not me, though. I would want, I would want more. I'd be like, I have a little bit more. You know, I never, I never did. Uh, not until, you know, I got out on my own, and then I went crazy. And for a while, I was pretty interested. I was collecting wine. Um, I was, uh, researching. I took a couple of classes with a friend of mine who was an arts writer, editor for, you know, for, uh, 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 oh my God, blanking on Abrams. Yeah. Harry Abrams is like a big, uh, art publishing textbook company. And she decided that she wanted to be a food writer and she is today. And so she invited me to go with her to some classes. And so, yeah, so I, I, I have taken a couple of classes and I feel like I learned enough to know that there's no right, there's no wrong. And I have parsed it down to the idea of the label. And then from that, you know, you might, might discover that you appreciate, 
a certain um, kind of wine, you know, like from a certain region if you if you end up sampling enough, you know? And I guess I tend to like um, Italian reds the most from, um, I, I think I'm gonna say it wrong. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not even gonna say it because I can't, I can't say it. But there is, a, there is um, like a, an area of Italy that I, that I believe are my favorite wines. Always, 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 like a, like a rich red. And I, and I love a buttery Chardonnay, like who does in the summer? But that's the thing, I like, I like them all. I like them all. And the other thing, which is why I'm saying the label is important, um, there are a couple of articles, studies about, you know, again, perception. And it's not just with wine, it's, um, you know, it's, it's with a lot of things, with, with, you know, as, again, being in our minds, our bodies, we do react, we remember things, we are triggered you know, to like or dislike certain things based on, you know, past experience. And, you know, there's, there is a great story that kind of, that kind of sums it up. Um, and this is the New York Times several years ago, the story of a young couple being in Italy for their honeymoon and they go to some wineries, they have this beautiful day, they order, you know, like a couple of cases of this wine that they loved, loved, loved. And they're so excited. They're telling all their friends they have a party invite their friends when, you know, the cases arrive and, you know, they, they open it, they taste it and they're disappointed because it doesn't taste the same to them. And the, the whole, this whole thing, but it's a much larger conversation to have than just this, but they were responding to the flavor because of the experience, because of, you know, their honeymoon, they're, you know, on vacation, they're in this beautiful setting, you know, this exotic, uh, winery, probably paired with delicious food, you know. Um, so yeah, so it was an experiential reaction to the wine. And not that, you know, sharing it with friends uh, isn't, you know, good. It was just that that whole experience was part of their enjoyment, which was no longer, it was fleeting. And, and so I think that then having that wine around, it could still be a nice memory, but it's probably not going to be the same experience. And so that, to me, was significant, and this was a long time ago, but there's also, uh, I mean, I read that, but there were also these other studies about, you know, testing um, certain wines, different prices, you know, with a variety of people, you know, from all walks of life. Some had experience, some considered them, you know, with wine, some were not drinkers at all, some considered themselves experts, and for the most part, there was very little correlation between the price and the enjoyment. And although when they were told the price, then most, most people, and not again, not just with wine, but with other things, like if there is, you know, some, like a medication or whatever, it's like this one is $20, this one is 10, which one is better? Most people think the more expensive one is better, even though it has really no foundation in, you know, your enjoyment or the actual flavor. And um, one other thing about the same the same study that I that I read was um, and there was actually a, there was a book um, that I read and dur again during this time I could not tell you what it is but I guess I'd like to revisit that because I am becoming more interested in wine and I and I no longer have any of the wine I, at one point I had over one hundred bottles of wine that I felt really good about um, and uh, yeah so I guess I'd kind of like to revisit that and consider drinking wine as as a, as a way, again, of unwinding rather than, you know, getting drunk or drinking a lot of it. I feel like tasting it, savoring it can be a really healthy, fun, um, 
way uh, again because I haven't done it in a while. Um, a way of you know relaxing and un and unwinding really and enjoying. You know, one of one of the great things, one of our senses. You know, it's like oh my gosh, such a joy to have, to have like a really delicious delicious, you know, glass of wine with, with some cheese and some bread or, I don't know, a stew or whatever. I don't know. It's always right. But um, the other thing about this study was, yes, there are experts. And um, and again, with any discipline, I think the more you know, the more, the more you become uh, isolated from, you know, the conversation because not everyone is going to, you know, experience what you're experiencing in the same way that if you're in fashion and you learn all this stuff about young designers or, you know, history of, you know, fashion and what the trends are now, you might respond to an aesthetic that is counter to, you know, what is popular. And, and that's true of, you know, being in art or music. If you become, if you become so rarefied, you almost it's, and it's great to be an expert, of course, of course, but if you become so rarefied, then you no longer have an audience or your audience is, you know, greatly diminished. I guess it depends how far you take your expertise. So, um, that's what I'm saying is there's no right, there's no wrong to parse this down, do judge a book by its cover. And then if you're new and you want to get into it, then that's a really good way to start because then you will notice some, you know, similarities, uh, in the things that you like, you know, and, and what, and if you do decide to, you know, whatever, pair it with cheese, whatever, um, yeah, it's a, it's a really, uh, I think worthwhile endeavor and, and a life experience, you know, and, um, and I haven't, you know, again, cause it's dry January, I've been hearing so many things about just how bad it is, you know, to drink even small amounts. Um, I just heard something, you know, today on NPR. Um, but then I've also, from my own research, you know, have decided, and maybe because I'm cherry picking my research, um, but again, in moderation, it's good for your heart, your mind, your body, your soul, um, your skin even. So, um, cheers, and, um, please join us for the next episode. That's what I'm saying, there's so many topics, there's so many great so many great topics um, to cover in this journey of life. Please comment, like, subscribe. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. And cheers.